Good morning, happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of the Kriegendruck Stock Market News. In today's episode, I will summarize the trading day of Thursday, the 27th of April, 2023. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Thursday has been a truly incredible day in terms of economic data. And I am here to make sense of it all for you. Let us take a look at the numbers first. The GDP on an annualized basis grew 1.1%. Expected was an increase of 2% by economists. At first sight, this indeed looks like a clear slowdown in economic growth due to rising interest rates. However, when we look more closely at the numbers, we can easily spot pockets of strength that could further fuel interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. The drop in GDP growth was mostly due to a drawback in inventories and a decrease in business investment. Inventories subtracted the most from US GDP since two years, according to Bloomberg, and business investment in equipment dropped the most since the beginning of the pandemic. However, it becomes interesting when we look at the consumer spending data. Consumer spending, and please buckle up here, is at the strongest level since almost two years. Consumer spending increased by 3.7%, which is a sharp increase. Christina Hupa, chief global market strategist at Invesco, believes, according to the Financial Times, that, quote, I actually thought it was a fairly positive GDP report. Really peeling back the layers, it is very positive in terms of consumer spending, end of quote. I have personally noticed the same pattern throughout the current earnings season. When you look at McDonald's, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Procter Gamble, these companies are still able to pass on higher prices to consumers without a significant decrease in sales, which means that the consumer is still in a very strong position financially. The reason for that is basically the labor market. It all comes down to the labor market. A very low unemployment rate of 3.5%. And large wage gains have allowed consumers to keep spending, which is why companies have been able to pass on higher prices to consumers. And while the consumer keeps spending, it will be hard for the Fed to bring inflation down to 2%. BlackRock told us, after the most recent labor market report, that we should read less into the headline inflation number and instead look at the labor market as an indicator for underlying inflation. The labor market is even still showing signs of further tightening. Or not further tightening, but at least it is the numbers are coming in harder than expected, indicating a tighter labor market than currently anticipated or expected by markets. If you look at the jobless claims data that was released on Thursday, jobless claims came in at 230,000, while 248,000 jobless claims were expected. This, in addition to strong wage gains and an unemployment rate of 3.5%, the labor market is still very resilient and jobless claims still are at a low level. On top of all of this data, we also got PCE numbers. Core PCE is probably the most important, important measure of underlying inflation for the Federal Reserve, and it came in harder than expected. Core PCE in the first quarter came in at 4.9%, versus an expected 4.7%, which indicates that inflation is still a big problem, and I'm sure that this higher-than-expected core PCE number will cause the Federal Reserve to sound more hawkish in the upcoming FOMC meeting. 
Eric Bregar from Silver Gold Bulls said to Reuters that, quote, the knee-jerk reaction was to sell the dollar because yields turned lower after the weaker-than-expected GDP, but the market seemingly wanted to focus on the higher quarterly core PCE number, end of quote. He also believes that, given the high core PCE number, the Fed is still on track to raise interest rates by another 25 basis points next week. Let us take a look at some of the earnings reports that we got on Thursday. Amazon reported earnings of $0.31 per share and revenue of $127.4 billion versus $124.5 billion expected, according to analysts surveyed by Refinitiv. However, executives suggested cloud revenue growth would continue to slow in the near term, according to CNBC, which has put downward pressure on the stock. Johnson & Johnson reported earnings per share of $2.68 adjusted versus $2.5 expected and revenue of $24.75 billion versus $23.67 billion expected. The company lowered its sales guidance for its pharmaceutical business, according to CNBC. Let us take a look at the, at the earnings from Eli Lilly, another pharmaceutical company, the company reported adjusted earnings of $1.62 per share compared to $1.73 expected and revenue of $9.96 billion versus $6.86 billion expected. The company fell short of quarterly earnings expectations but raised its full-year guidance. Meta reported revenue of $28.65 billion versus $27.67 billion estimated and earnings per share of $2.2 actual versus the estimate of 2.01. Zuckerberg said that, quote, we had a good quarter and our community continues to grow, end of quote, according to Yahoo Finance. Another interesting report came in this morning, so Friday morning, Sony reported this morning revenue of $22.7 billion versus $21.67 billion expected. That represents a 35% year-on-year rise, according to CNBC. The company reported record annual operating revenue on Friday, fueled by its chip division and sales of the PlayStation 5 gaming console. This, to me, is another indication of a very resilient consumer that continues to spend money. Let's check in on the market's performance on Thursday, the 27th of April. The Nasdaq 100 continued to outperform on Thursday, given the strong recent earnings in the tech sector. The fact that Amazon warned of slowing cloud revenue growth could put downward pressure on the Nasdaq 100 in today's trading day. The S&P 500 finished the trading day up by 2% at 4,135.35. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 1.6% at 33,826.16. And the Nasdaq 100 up on Thursday by 2.4% and increased to 12,142.24. The 10-year Treasury yield was up 9 basis points and increased to 3.524%. This rise in Treasury yields has been caused by harder-than-expected core PCE numbers and a still very strong consumer, despite the fact that the economy grew by 1.1% in the first quarter, compared to an expected increase of 2%. And last but not least, the CBOE VIX volatility index decreased one9 at 1694 The energy sector was the loser of Thursday's trading day. 
And that is it for the stock market coverage of Thursday, the 27th of April, 2023. Today, another episode will be released in which I will summarize and explain the trading day of today, Friday, the 28th. Have a great day and see you later.